0: Welcome to my crazy artist life podcast, where we lift the lid and take an honest look at all things, art, creativity, and business from growing as an artist, improving your art practice, the ups and downs of being creative, as well as crafting a strong business that is enjoyable and it also nourishes the soul. Join us as we take a deep dive into what life is like as an artist in my crazy artist life. Hi Kat, how are you? Hey
1: Lisa, I'm pretty good. How are you going?
0: Oh, what a big week it has been. We've been in ISO in in my household and I feel like I've sanitized every surface a hundred (laughs) times each, but we're getting out the other end both thank god oh god yeah it's not pleasant
1: we were doing the same back in december and yeah it's like you're diving into a sanitization bath every day i don't want to get it i don't want to get it well my husband and i got it and um yeah the kids
0: didn't which is great which is so good and i think that's my biggest fear is that if the kids get it because they don't know how to cover their mouth when they cough that they would just like oh yeah be like blurting their spores of COVID goodness all over the house where you can't
1: clean. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know which crevices they've coughed into. (laughs) Exactly. That's like like a deep clean every day. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Just thinking about it makes me stressed out. Well, so you've all recovered. Well, not recovered, but yeah, we're yeah almost at the tail end of things. At the tail
0: end, and we're ready to ready to go. Ready to rumble. I did get the opportunity to do a bit of work, and I've been kind of just plugging away, updating my website. I've been getting the next lot of paintings ready. I've gessoed a whole heap of art boards ready to go, and just done a few um, more admin style stuff. yeah. What have you been doing with your business? That's awesome. Um, well, I've just been super busy trying to keep up,
1: um, with everything I've committed to. Sometimes I think, why have I agreed to do all of this? Because I'm crazy. I'd say, um, I've got a couple of online courses to record. Um, I have a group show to prepare for and my month- monthly commitments. So that just keeps me busy. Like, Every day. And school holidays are starting yeah. next week. <laughs> so Today's the a lot. Well, when we're
0: recording this, it's the last day of school so that everybody's got a bit of context.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. yes, of course. Um. Yeah. So once they're home, then daytime work is out the window.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would you go back and review your commitments next year because like your commitment to your regular paintings and auctions and things like that, like would you would you get to a point where you'd be like, you know what, I'm going to focus on something else or would you just keep getting better at squeezing it in? I keep, <laughs> I keep saying that I'm going to review it next year and
1: not commit to so much or like try a different approach, but I just get bogged into it I don't know if that's the word to use but it, they just appear and I'm like oh I really want to do that I don't want to let this opportunity go <laughs> isn't that great going yep yeah yep. and I've actually just been asked to do another online course and I'm like no no there's no way I can do it before November um, yeah. is it okay if I do it like if I do the recording next year and the lady's like yeah sure and I'm like phew okay that's that's a relief because Which is actually I good really wanted that- to do
0: it It's really good, though, that you can be like that and say, look, my time's booked out now and I can do it later. I know a lot of people do that with their commissions where they like only open up a certain number of slots in a a month or a certain number of slots in a year. And they'll say, I've only got three slots left, you know, if you want to fill in a commission.
1: That's the way you've got to do it. Otherwise, you get um, overwhelmed. And even though I haven't really, like I say, I'm overcommitted and I'm stressed, but I think like it's doable what I've committed mm. to and I could probably squeeze a bit more in but I, I kind of I don't know I, I'm driven that way I guess
0: well you're probably, <laughs> getting, you're probably getting better at jumping straight into your next task as well because it's like yeah. familiar to record a class so it's not such a big deal to set up your first one and like get over that first anxiety, anxiety line you know exactly I just
1: the only thing is like I keep wanting to paint for a solo show which never yep. happens because I just don't have <laughs> I don't leave the time for it yeah and I think that's what I tell myself every year next year I'm going to leave this time to create works for yeah. my solo show
0: but yeah we'll see we'll yeah. see I'll get there eventually <laughs> so oh, um, so good last week Cat and I, and this ties in with today's subject. Cat and I both exhibited three pieces each in the Toowoomba Grammar show, and I did a little road trip. Everything was bubble wrapped beautifully. Put all of our paintings because I took Cat's paintings up as well, and and did a little road trip, delivered them all. Got to see the incredible space and venue, and had lunch with my mom. You know, it was a it was a nice so little nice. day trip, and then beautiful cat. <laughs> She did the trip on the Sunday to pick them up. But what was very interesting was neither of us sold anything. Anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, um, I kind of uh, went in expecting, like I was hoping to sell, but I kind of went in. And usually I think it's best to go in expecting not to sell. And I kind of think in terms of, okay, if it doesn't sell, that's fine because I've got other avenues to sell for from so I wasn't too stressed about it I mean obviously you get disappointed because you see all these sales coming through we sold $150,000 and I'm like yeah and I'm like
0: where is <laughs> all this money those,
1: yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> and some of the paintings that sold were like six 000, seven thousand dollars I'm I know. like why are you looking at mine but you know obviously the the right people didn't turn up to that liked my paintings right so yeah.
0: well that's yeah. that's one of those things that we were going to talk about today is and i think a lot of artists deal with this regularly is they paint a beautiful painting and they put it in a show like we did expecting yeah. it to sell and then it doesn't what do you do with your painting after that and then or it could be that you paint a beautiful painting and then you just post it on instagram and then you get crickets you know yeah and you're yeah. like <laughs> i just spent 40 hours you know varnishing this thing and you get you know 20 likes and one comment from your mother yeah you
1: know honestly that's so true and you feel really disappointed like you you get deflated from that kind of feedback you're just like why what happened what did I do wrong it's not about what you did wrong it's about the right people just didn't see right place
0: right time
1: exactly exactly so um, what do we do with the paintings that didn't well, sell? I
0: love to sit there and I think this is what I love to do is is go, well, is there a reason why it didn't sell? You know, yeah. for example, if you put your post up on Instagram, it didn't sell because you'd posted it at the wrong time of day and you didn't get a very big reach and nobody was expecting you to pay, post anything or yeah. you need to use multiple marketing channels to get it out you know, do you need to send an EDM plus a face, plus a stories, plus a, you know, Facebook live, plus an S, you know, real. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and a real, <laughs> you know, and really promote it and then see if it sells or yeah. is it a case of like in our case, our work was overwhelmed by hundreds of really amazing paintings. And it wasn't that I looking at, I spent a long time looking at the um, Instagram reels from the Toowoomba Art Gallery and looking at the other styles of paintings. And to be honest, I didn't think that our work was out of place. I Mm. thought that it fit there when it came to the quality and the style. I think there was a huge issue with just the volume of work that was there. There was just so much there definitely there there were some really good artists that I'm very familiar with in Australia and they didn't sell any pieces either and I would because I went through and had a look at their websites and I'm like oh my gosh oh that's this person and they didn't sell either you know yeah as sad as that is for them
1: um it's kind of a relief for for us I suppose you're like phew, okay I wasn't the only one that didn't sell so even amazing artists aren't selling and um I guess I think a uh, placement of the artworks is quite important, but obviously we didn't have a say in that. Like they no. just put it wherever wherever yeah. they think the curation works. I um, did get
0: I, feedback from friends that your yeah. paintings and my paintings were both in really not so Weird noticeable places. places.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I walked in when when I went to pick up the artworks, I walked in and I couldn't see mine. Like I had to walk around and then um, I looked out a window and next minute I noticed that my artworks were on this panel right next to the window and I'm like oh okay at least they're slightly lit by natural lighting but you know they kind of had a shadow over them and they weren't
0: very well lit it was like in a corner yeah, um, and it was and probably go... away from the natural walking flow of the room. So yeah, it, it was definitely what, like where people's natural eyesight falls. That kind of goes directly ahead and less likely behind their shoulder and and around exactly.
1: The so from when you walk in from the front um, entry, you, if you're walking like on the outside edge of, it was like a very mazy. Of course, they had to fit all those artworks in. Yeah. But if you're walking from the entry onto the left aisle, you'd walk straight past it. As you said, you're not going to like constantly look back and mm. forth, you know. Um, it was definitely not in a natural flow unless you're going the other way around. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You can't really complain. I mean, I'm grateful that
0: yeah. I was in the show. Um,
1: yeah. I was hoping that my paintings would have been spread out. They were all put together. Mm. Um, at yeah, least they that. would have had a bit more chance. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they just thought that because they were of that style and there weren't many other figurative works on the show. There was a lot, lot of still ones.
0: lives and there was a yeah. lot of abstracts. Um, yes, exactly. Even abstract
1: figurative. Yeah.
0: And yeah, lots definitely. of florals.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And you, yours, when I walked past, I thought it was in an okay space. It was above eye level. Yeah. So, yeah, not not a natural like flow spot. of yes yeah, spot of spotting. Um, the other two were kind of lower, really low, and,
0: and really dark. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, and they were in a dark spot, so it wasn't eye catching. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's hard to you know. Yeah. What do you do? You just got to go with whatever they decide.
0: <laughs> well, I think this is where you you just go. Well, is was my pricing right? you know yeah am i yeah. asking a fair price did my pricing put people off did was my style up to standard you know did i produce yeah. quality enough work or what i produced was it actually not my best work and then yeah. other things like its location um and i actually yeah. think my framing of my two watercolor pieces probably wasn't the best putting my best work forward and presenting it in the best way. And that's because I recycled older frames that I used from an exhibition a couple of years ago rather than making custom new modern style frames. And I think that's a lesson learned that I'm actually, I think we talked about the other day, like analysing where you've gone wrong. And so I'm actually going to clear out all of my old frames and then focus mostly on new modern frames going forward. Um, one of the things that you can do if you are in our position yes. <laughs> if you get our back that didn't sell is well look put them on your website for straight away yeah send an yeah. email out to all of your lists and go wow this piece is amazing you know and actually really um, promote it because people don't have the opportunity to see these things in real life so if they're not seeing it in their eyeballs on their screens it's not going to sell yeah. so you've got to exactly. get it whatever your your platforms are that you sell on whatever your platforms are whether it's just your website or whether it's you know um etsy online or gallery Watharm or yeah art lovers, art lovers. whichever one yeah. make sure that you put it straight up on those and really highlight it um the other thing that exactly. you can have a look at is does it need to be photographed again?
1: Yeah.
0: Like if you're putting stuff up on Instagram, does it need to be re-photographed? Does it need to be colour corrected a little bit better? Is the colours a bit dull and not punchy enough to what it exactly. is in real life? Yeah. Is it, you know, was it an overcast, rainy day when you took your photos? You know, do you need to just re- re-jig the photos Put it in a new styling shot sometimes just putting it in a new room makes the painting yeah. look so much better, you Definitely. know. Definitely,
1: and on that, um, even if you think maybe the painting needs a little bit of a rework, maybe brighten up some colors or dull down yeah. some colors, maybe yeah. um, having a different angle look at it, you might yeah. think, oh, okay, maybe maybe this isn't the right levels of, I don't know, pinks or whatever, yeah, and um. Like, change it up a little bit. Um, and also I've, I've heard, I actually read a story a long while ago that this lady, she put up a painting on her socials and had a certain title and um, had a certain caption and crickets. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is really strange. Like, this is such a nice painting. Why isn't anyone responding? Yeah. Then she went, she went back maybe a few months later and she changed the title yeah and change the story yeah and within a few hours of posting it this new title emotional and, connection again yeah and it was sold and yeah. she's like wow I, nev- I never thought that changing a title could have yeah. such an effect
0: so um yeah maybe change the title yeah um, I, that's a great idea some of the yeah. um the people that do the the furniture restoration businesses, you know, where they like buy the old buffet and they paint it, put knobs on it, and they put it up for sale. I've seen some businesses where they're like, if it doesn't sell in two days, I'm changing the colour, and then they put it up for sale as a different colour. And then sometimes you know when your painting works and when it doesn't work. And I think having a critical look of your painting and going, does this painting really work? Is the composition good? Is the balance good? You know, have I got too Definitely. much hot pink in there and not enough? Yeah. Maybe you know. Uh, let's just tone exactly. it down, or is it too dull or colors clash? And then you can rework it. But I think before you rework anything, unless it's really jarring, just give it the opportunity to sell online for yeah. a bit first. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Well, I've had paintings that I've had up for three, four years. And I'm yeah. like, gosh, this painting is useless. It's not setting. <laughs> it's not getting any emotions. But then, you know, a few days later, it will sell. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> I must have yeah. conjured up some sort of spirit. Yeah, but, I've yeah, had you that. You just never know. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, like, you just never know. And even if you want to, like, there, there is also another option. Like, you could completely repaint it like gesso over it and repaint but before you do that get a scan and have that record of your painting maybe to sell as prints I mean always um have that as an option like don't just write it off because you never know who might love it and selling prints might be a more affordable way for others to purchase that painting
0: yeah when I did my Australian native collection um It was two years ago now, actually. What happened was I had these beautiful paintings and every single painting sold except one. And it was a beautiful painting. It was like this beautiful kind of greeny colored background with these bright pink banks years. Really lovely. It was a lovely painting, great price. And I'm like, I just couldn't understand why it didn't sell. Like it was like, I don't get it. Every, Every other painting just flew off the door in a few hours except this one. And I put it on, online and it just sat there for easily 12, 15 months. And then yeah. out of the blue, it sold. Wow, what? that was random. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then what was even funnier was I actually had somebody reach out to me about oh, three months later and say, you know, that beautiful painting, the green one with the banksters, is there any chance I could commission you to redo that painting? <laughs> so here I have this painting that didn't sell at all. <sighs> And yeah. I did all the steps and then I had to paint it twice anyway because some there was two people that loved it so much. So sometimes you've That's just so got to wait until the right person comes past.
1: Absolutely. And exactly. they love it. Exactly. The same thing happened to me with one of my paintings as well. Um, I put it into two different galleries, didn't sell. Um, I put it online. It was there for... Maybe a year and a half, two years. Yeah, and then suddenly someone bought it, and three days later, I get an an email or or I think it was a message saying, "Oh my gosh, I love that painting! I just noticed it sold." (laughs) (laughs) Radio. She's like, "Can can I get a commission?" And I'm like, "Um, "Yeah, sure." So I did a commission of that same painting, and then is that the one with the
0: the, um, with the girl holding the the baby? Oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, beautiful. Believed,
1: yes, um, and then a few months later, I get another person messaging me, going, "I love this painting. Um, I've noticed that it's sold. Can you do a commission?" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> Three paintings, you know, sold of the same thing?" But like, obviously, I changed it up a bit. But I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is so odd." <laughs> right person, <laughs> no. right place, right time. So, so I think it that really makes the- a difference. Moral of
0: the story is don't take it too personally.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. The right time
1: will come. Yeah. yeah. Move so another on. thing you could do. Yeah, move on. <laughs> move on. Or, you know, you could put it on sale, you know, if if it's not selling for a while, maybe have studio sale and yep. have it as part of that to sell. Um, another thing I've seen people do is they cut up the painting and use Rework it in it. another painting. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit different to repainting, like just sewing it over, but they actually use parts of that painting in another painting. Like they sew it on with oh, a be, be canvas. Cool. Yeah, I've um, there's a there's an artist that does that, I can't remember her name. She she does beautiful works, but yeah, she cuts up like the eyes out of one painting and puts it into another painting. So it's kind yeah. of like abstract-ish. That's it's really cool. cool. And you can see like the sewing thread going yeah. through it. Or you can, you know, glue it on. So that's another way. And also I had one more. Oh, if the size is not standard, sometimes that puts people off. Yeah, so Um, if
0: if it's not something that is easily frameable,
1: good point. It's usually it's usually um, like works on paper if they want to frame it. Like if they can't get a frame
0: from Ikea or Kmart or, you know, those. It needs um, to be an easy thing. If it's a weird big size, it could be putting them off
1: exactly exactly like it just might not be the the right size you could always either cut it down Mm. to the to the right size, or you know make it more abstract (laughs) cut down yeah cut out the legs and sell the legs only (laughs) (laughs) it appeals to some people you just never know
0: (laughs) I think your trick is actually getting the gold foil out and and like going well just gold just gold foil on it
1: I'm going to do more
0: gold foil in my watercolours, I think.
1: Oh, you totally should. It just adds that extra touch of magic, I think. I really love gold foil. I cannot get away from it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's addictive, I tell you. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. So for all of our listeners, don't give up. Keep painting and um, don't get discouraged when your paintings don't sell straight away because, you know, sometimes they do take a little while.
1: Yeah, you just need to be at the right place right time and have the right people around so just keep showing it um yeah keep showing up with your paintings that's (laughs) right so eventually sell
0: from an e-commerce perspective there's this formula when it comes to purchasing e-commerce online and that is that if you have a thousand eyeballs that see your painting out of the 1000 eyeballs you'll probably get 100 people that actually click on the painting and explore more and have a good look at it and read the description and all of that. And then out of the 100 people that click on your painting, you'll probably get one person that will buy. So having your work out there in as many places as possible, in front of as many eyeballs, maybe it's a case of boosting your post on Instagram and just putting a boost post on Instagram just to get it in front of more eyeballs for a starters and then seeing how that goes. The other one is creating expectations. So that's that formula that I just mentioned, that's in the case of if people are not expecting anything to come. The other way that you can do it is if you build the anticipation with your audience. And that is where, say, in your, if you have a private Facebook group for your business, full of your fans, what you would do is you would say, I'm releasing my new painting on Monday at 8am and this is just one little smidgen of detail of the work. I can't Mm. wait to show you the whole thing. This is so beautiful. It reminds me of the day that I blah, 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 you know, and you tell the story and you build the anticipation to a ready audience who's already familiar with you. And then when you do release that painting, you've got a much higher chance of selling it because people are already starting to think about yeah. that process of, oh, I really like that. Should I buy that? Where would I put it in my house? Can I afford it? Oh, I'd love to collect it. And then you want to build that kind of expectation as well. So Absolutely. that and can um, be a great strategy in releasing paintings.
1: It definitely is. And judging from the experience i've had with artistic souls gallery that's yeah. what we actually do we tease we call it teasing um yeah. with uh, like the working progress of our artworks and mm. that kind of builds the anticipation and, and
0: then when the, the auction of, opens it opens at a certain time on a certain exactly. day exactly but yeah perfect
1: yeah and it gives people that insight into how your work is created as well kind of yeah like they see the details the the amount of work that you put into it and it kind yeah. of gives it that value like they value
0: it more yeah so I love that that's awesome
1: yeah so that formula definitely works um
0: teasing your artworks yeah. to your audience yeah, yeah it's definitely them- a proven formula showing them little hidden spots here I am working in the background and giving them that expectation of when it's arriving definitely I need to do that more more often I don't do it enough with with my
1: own um avenues actually um I mean I I have to do it with artistic souls and it works great I don't know why I don't apply it to my other other places it's just I guess getting my my head around doing that consciously because yeah, I I I just post. I'm like, okay, my painting's finished. Here's my post, and that's <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, I think is is progress. default,
0: isn't it? And then you don't yeah. realize that that the actual marketing of it actually takes a little bit more intentionality and a little Absolutely. bit more work in in doing that. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Hey, thanks for chatting today, Kat. Thanks, Lisa. Always so lovely. I hope everybody got so much. Um, encouragement from tonight's topic yes <laughs> just keep on going make sure you come and find us on our instagram and um just comment and tell us your funny story of when you've put a painting up for sale and nothing happened but then it happened like five years later or something random we want to hear your random stories as well
1: we do we love hearing your stories it's always fun to read <laughs> so good
0: all right bye i'll see you next all week Bye. Right. See you next week. Bye. And that's it for today's episode. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Would you like to subscribe? That way you can get notifications when we bring out new episodes every week. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. And if you want to, you can leave a review. That would be fantastic. Have a great week and see you next time.